And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We'll get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, TP. I'm your host, Theo. And today we're bringing you a hot one. Everybody's talking about it. No pun intended, for for sure. Yeah, definitely no pun <laughs> yeah. intended. E-Rock's not here, so. <laughs> yeah. He's out uh, down in Tennessee. I think what he said last time on one of that episode with Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's going down to Pigeon Forge. Yep. We miss him. We actually, we really we, do. This is a beautiful late summer evening. We're in the dog days of summer here in Iowa. Yeah, well... The dogs ain't barking so much right now. No, thank goodness. It's nice and cool. You know, it's great. The fantastic weather. Ah. You might hear some cicadas in the background. Hey, (laughs) welcome to the Midwest. Welcome to the shack. We we closed it up as much as we could. Yeah, we had that freaking stinking uh, cricket, that one episode that we did with Sam. So once again, we apologize about that. TP is insecure about it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm just trying to bring our listeners a quality show we to are, listen to. You we are I mean? bringing them a quality show, bro. So but we're bringing them a real show, too. Yep. And there's crickets and cicadas. It's real, yeah. <laughs> hey, once we get the... Uh, we're going to get a studio room built inside the shack here. Yeah, that's there's... Soundproof it. A bunch of lumber here. Yeah. But anyways, that, that's coming. Once again, we're working, men. We got things coming, folks don't worry about it yeah there's a bunch of other things that need to happen as well and not even going to get into it yeah but anyways back to the maui fires we're going to start off here with this nbc article we never even went there we're starting off here yeah this nbc article of a timeline we're not going to cover the whole thing but we want to start in the beginning of what uh what kind of transpired here down in maui uh this month last month in august now Monday, August 7th, 2023, at 9.52 a.m., Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency. This is according to NBC News. Yes. Sorry, yeah. Com. Yeah, Daniel Arkin and uh, Nirma Hasty. August 15th, 2023. Is the article, when this article is written, yeah. So, getting back to it. Monday, August 7th, at 9.52 a.m., Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency, the EMA, warns residents about winds whipped up by Hurricane Dora and other potentially dangerous conditions. There was a red flag warning. A red flag warning is in effect for leeward areas of Hawaii, the agency says in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter. With low humidity, gusty winds, and dry fuels creating risk for extreme fire behavior so the day before the fires they got this warning that there could possibly something happen here might be a fire yeah and hurricane the experts are telling us fire hazard on her i said oh lord jesus it's a fire (laughs) and hurricane dora was was traveling south or was south of the of hawaii south and it was traveling west right south southwest heading heading on its way over towards uh the Western Pacific Ocean. Okay. The rest of the Great Pacific. And so, yeah, winds were blowing in off of that, but didn't know there were lightning winds. Yeah, lightning winds? I don't know. I, I There's still undetermined, really, what how this fire caused, but... At, how the fire was caused, but... Um, how the, yeah. 
It's still hazy Could around there. Any number of things. It, by the time this I mean, recording would, comes would, out, you might already know. It would they seem pretty easy something. if like somebody started it with firecrackers, or maybe right. in, like like uh, you'd find that out. A uh, gender reveal party with Tannerite. <laughs> <laughs> Dry weather conditions. Okay. Oh, that was California. My bad. Crikey! All right, August eighth at three forty-five a.m. Maui officials announced in a news release that a brush fire was reported in the Olinda Road area of Kula, an area in central Maui. The blaze would come to be known as the Upcountry Fire. It said by 6.30, so like three hours later almost, it said Dora-fueled winds... 6.30 a.m. Yeah, a.m. helped create conditions for a three-acre brush fire that breaks out in the area of... How do you say that, Theo? La Juana Luna. Luna. La Juana Luna. La Juana Luna Road, east of the historic seaside town of La Juana. La Juana. La Juana Moon Road. Well, isn't that what that would be? Here's a weird thing. By 9 a.m., the brush fire in La Juana is declared 100% contained shortly before 9 a.m., according to the Maui officials. But that does not mean the blaze is fully extinguished. In a news release, Maui officials say power outages are impacting the ability to pump water. Power outages are. Power outages, Power yeah. outages are the reason water's not being pumped. That's the that's what they officially said okay. at that's first. What, no, that's what's being reported that's by. That's what's being reported. NBC yes. News here, we gave the credentials, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. They, they report that. That's what they reported. So, but there's a lot of weird things that happened. No. No, none. Oh, seems like a stretch. Well, as you continue to go on here, people started hearing explosions. By 3 p.m., I mean, there was uh, houses completely engulfed in flames. <clears throat> people were having to jump into the ocean. Yeah, it was just like all of a sudden fire apocalypse. Yeah. Boom, just showing up out of and nowhere. Nobody knew anything. Boom. And then let's go to this other article here. Uh it's an NBC article. The uh, another NBC. We're going to another NBC article. Well, I trust the peacock. Do you know? Well, I'd like to have a peacock. That'd actually be a really cool, wouldn't it, to have a peacock? Maybe. They're pretty cool. There used to be a zoo around here that uh, had peacocks run around. Anyways, the officials in Maui decided not to sound any alarms. Yeah, this... They had a, they had a, they had a laundry list of excuses as to why not. Well, the first and most simple excuse was that they didn't want people to rush up into the mountains, or what is the word? Malka. That's the official. Yeah, well, you're, you're going to hear from. Shit, uh, I had the from Hawaiian Herman word. Herman Andea himself. Yeah, who was a uh, Maui County's emergency management administrator. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he defended, uh, this is an article, f- August 17th, 2023, by Phil Hel- Helsel. 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 Yeah. He was asked at a news conference whether he regretted not having sounded the sirens. The Maui County Emergency Management Agency Administrator, Herman Andea, replied, I do not, quote unquote. To now, quote the article. To quote the article. And in the beginning of this clip <clears throat> that we're going to play... One of the first questions brought up was his, uh, was he the individual qualified for that position? Or some people are believing he was maybe just a diversity hire. I don't know. Somebody is There's alleging speculation that. I've read. Yeah. Really? That people are thinking, well, maybe, maybe he didn't have the proper credentials to be in the <laughs> position that he was in. So one of the first things that he does is he gets up there. They asked him that question. He defends himself in front of everybody. God in the whole world, right? Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to play that clip now. He had no background in disaster response. You made the decision not to sound the sirens, which could have saved many lives. Now there are questions about your lack of experience, that you only took online courses for disaster relief, no in the field experience. Do you regret your decision? And have you considered handing over the reins to somebody with more experience? So the question is around sirens as it relates to the disaster. And the question is for Herman. 
So the news story talks about how I didn't have experience before taking on a job, and that's not true. Um, before taking on a job, I was a member of the cabinet. Uh, I was deputy director of the Department of Housing and Human Concerns, as well as the mayor's chief of staff for 11 years. And so during that time, I was uh, reported, I oftentimes report to the uh, emergency operations centers, and I have done this on numerous, numerous occasions. Also during that time, we went through numerous trainings as well. And so um, to say that I am not, not qualified, I think, is incorrect. Uh, in addition to that, when I applied for this position, which is, by the way, a civil service position, I uh, went through a, a very arduous process, uh, and I was vetted. I had to take a civil service exam. I was uh, interviewed by seasoned emergency managers, and they all deemed me qualified. In fact, I was selected. So. And Daya's defense of his actions are his first public comments since the wildfires broke out. Do you regret not sounding the sirens? I, I do not. And the reason why... And So many people said they could have been saved if they had time to escape. Had a siren gone off, they would have known that there was a crisis emerging. And as we know, so many bodies were found in the ground... As the flames caught their heels. I do, but I want to. I want to get it out there. Let him finish. I'm sorry. There's a lot of people who want answers. If you want to talk, come up here. I'm ready for the answer. Then wait. The sirens, as I mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis, and that's the reason why many of them are found. Almost all of them are found on the coastline. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. In fact, on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the following guideline is provided. If you are in a low-lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds, inland or vertically to the fourth floor and higher of a concrete building. Alerts may also come in the form of a wireless emergency alert. Had we sounded the siren that night, we were afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. And so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WEA and EAS. By the way, I should also note that there are no sirens, Malka, or on the mountainside, where the fire was spreading down. So even if we sounded the siren, it would not have saved those people on the, on the mountainside, Malka. That was Herman himself defending his position. He also that, had said so they didn't go Mauka to the mountain into yeah, the fire, right? Which I'm pretty sure I they think would. That Hawaiians are smart enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure people would have been like, <laughs> at least if having a siren, they'd be like, something is wrong. Maybe people are not going to run into a fire, right, dude? Maybe also. So there's there's the agency I, has. Uh, Two protocols, two systems, other systems, a wireless emergency alert system and an emergency alert system and the emergency alert system. They deal with text messages to phones as well as messages through television and radio. So if they had sent out an alert, that's the other thing. If they had sounded all alarms, people would be like, like oh, you don't think they would have been like, let me get on my phone and see what's going on. Is a hurricane really coming this way? Oh, no, there's a massive fire coming this way right gee will willikies how about having a little faith in the people that you're freaking trying to protect and keep safe you you jackass sure that yeah. would be nice etiquette wise right well and then people in west maui have said the power was out before the wildfire erupted <clears throat> yeah i was pretty interested and, and in they, that little there uh, on the tidbit day of information i thought that was pretty suspicious yeah that's Super wild. Why was the power cut? But hey, they, guess they what? Didn't, I bet you people had their phones charged. They didn't they release obviously water. Did since they were releasing videos of being in the fire, jumping into the freaking ocean to save their lives. Some people would have to jump into pools. Yeah, we're going to get into the water situation later, yeah, too, which I mean, is nuts. Yeah, we're about to get into that. There's 60 mile per hour winds. The, the problem this with fire. this whole thing is that it, it is very suspicious. We're going to get into that more. I, I don't know if this just can be written off as negligence. I mean, if it is, it's a massive failure. I don't know. 
one or it's I, negligence can, on multiple levels of kind of see it official authorities negligence and the, yeah and but people that are at the top that are just like oh joy yes. oh man i got this cush job no 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 i didn't mean like i got this cush job i mean like running the show oh globally those ones <laughs> that are not even on the island like, oh yes Oh. These people doing all this dumb shit for us. Well, yeah, and that's when Biden, he was on vacation. We love him. We, we talked about that with uh, Sam. They just do everything we, we tell that them clip to do. Where they, they ask him, hey, Mr. President, what do you think about the Maui fires? And then he mouthed it. You can't hear it in the video. I played the video clip, but you can't hear it. But he comments, no, no, no comment. No comment. And that's the other reporter's like, well, you don't have anything to say? Is that a big shocker, though? Remember... I'll play a clip. I remember Sandy Hook when, not Sandy Hook, Hurricane Sandy when it hit the New England coast. Oh. One of those Sandys. One of the Sandys. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration here. People in this part of Queens are demanding more help from authorities and taking matters into their own hands. I contacted FEMA. It takes so long. We have no place to go. We are hurting down here and we need help immediately you need to come here and help us we need assistance please u.s president barack obama returns to the campaign trail in boulder colorado we're near like cattle the beds are on top of each other there's no showers the condition of the bathroom here is deplorable you know i can't stand it i mean not for myself but for my kids people here have been left with nothing and what's worse is that it has taken four days for any help to arrive for the helpless. Help isn't coming fast enough. All these people were like, where's Obama? Like FEMA didn't get there. Emergency response didn't get there until like days later, like four days after this devastation happened. New Jersey. Right. Yeah, they weren't there for mm-hmm. the immediate response. There yeah. no prevention. So that's Weather like. Channel told us people knew to prepare to go to Costco or Walmart or wherever the hell they go. We're not advertising for them at this point right no they're just so but big anyway but, and they're getting water bottles and they're getting shit to live well, for a while yeah and then and, but oh but then their FEMA house got are, destroyed fema <laughs> are the last to know well yeah right and when fema finally showed up they had they were ill-equipped for the job to for what they mm. were trying to help mm. out with which yeah. you would have think after Hurricane Katrina, it was they would probably, know how to handle a hurricane. It's probably a budget <laughs> issue. Oh yeah, I uh, bet. I bet they didn't have enough money. I think it was Trump's fault. Yeah, obviously, it's before he was president, but they're it was probably his right. Fault, you know. Anyways, so yeah, it says here in this article also a cause of the wildfire has not been determined. The fire that devastated Lahana was one of the three that erupted on the island that day. Three officials have said the the fire that devastated Lahaina. That was the up it was country one of fire. Three fires. Yeah, so apparently there was three separate fires that erupted on the island oh. and then were being fed by the 60 mile power winds and the dry conditions. Something you know, there's something tells me that three major simultaneous fires on this island for the first time ever is some sort of uh i don't know statistical anomaly well it's the worst uh wildfire in history right now right in modern history in the united states anyways i hope the it's devastating i though. hope the folks in hawaii are doing as good as they can yeah we really our hearts and prayers go out to them yeah well, um, well the federal government's not doing shit for them uh, no, well, we're gonna we get know into that. that we're gonna get into that so l- let's just let's continue with with the board what All we right. got up here okay so no comment joe well he was on vacation so he couldn't have been commenting anyway right because he wasn't on the clock so joe yeah he was yeah. on vacation obviously why bother him come on man don't you people know what a vacation is come on man get a life i was on the beach or some shit just soaking up the sun nice anyway uh this is a civilbeat.org honolulu civil beat article by stuart yurton august 15th 2023 titled a state official refused to release water for west maui fires the fire over water is nothing new in Maui. Apparently, that's something that the water rights and stuff that's been going on for a while in Maui. But the impact on the county's ability to battle fires is coming clear. 
With the wildfires ravaging West Maui on August 8th, a state water official delayed the release of water that landowners wanted to help protect their property from fires. The water standoff played out over much of the day, and the water did not come until it was too late. The water standoff. Yeah. You didn't hear about that? There was a standoff. Yeah, this guy was outright like, we'll get into it. The dispute involved the Department of Land and Natural Resources, Water Resource Management Division, and West Maui Land Co., which manages agricultural and residential subdivisions in West Maui, as well as a bunch of other companies. Like one, two, three, four, four more other companies. Go ahead, Theo, and pronounce them for me. Lyunia Poco Irrigation Company, Lyunia Poco Water Company, Alawalu Water Company, and Haiku Town Water Association. So that's five different departments and companies that have to decide if they're going to send water to put out fires. That's, well, sounds like a lot of bullshit to me. But that's actually like a brilliant design for a scheme <laughs> right. if you don't want any accountability for anybody yeah and you can for the dumb decisions that they make like this one where hundreds of people die well it says yeah here the department of land and natural resources delayed releasing water requested by west maui land company to help prevent the spread of fire sources familiar with the situation said specifically according to accounts of four people with knowledge of the situation, M. Kalo Manuel, a native Hawaiian cultural practitioner, and DLNRs, uh, which is the Department of Land Natural Resources <laughs> Deputy Hawaii, Director yeah. for Water Resource Management, initially balked at West Maui Land Company's request for additional water to help prevent the fire from spreading to properties managed by the company. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> ha! You guys don't need my water. Hell no. Yeah, that's just... It's not that bad. Would you just think, like, put everything towards the fire that you Maybe can? he was on vacation, too. Hmm. It's not going to be that bad. Your fucking guys are being pussies. So, it is at this point that any individual can reasonably ask the question, was this perhaps exacerbated? I don't know. Maybe. Well, we can talk about some of that later here towards the end. We just were, we're looking at the facts right now. All right. Right. We're just, what we actually. It's what we're doing. All right. Well, not actually, no. Thanks for keeping me on track. What are allegedly the official stories? But all right. According to sources, back to the article, Manuel wanted West Maui land to get permission from a Toro or Kelo. Toro or Kelo farm located downstream from the company's property. Manuel eventually released water but not until after the fire had spread it was not clear on monday how much damage the fire did in the interim or whether homes were damaged so monday was august 7th august 8th the major fires manuel declined to be interviewed by the uh for this story <laughs> imagine that well i bet he's feeling some pressure probably DLNR's communication office said in an email that it was supporting the state's emergency communications response and, quote, unable to facilitate your inquiry at this time, unquote. Shocker. For some reason, I can see if Iraq was here, he would be absolutely picking Savage. apart why they were not in court in person. Yeah, and, and why that, that was all virtual. Another great thing that Iraq does too is asks a, a lot of really good questions. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Some pretty piss poor decisions were made by officials down there. Another thing I want to bring up, I want to go to this Guardian article. This is August 17th, 2023. This is an opinion piece. It was said, Why was there no water to fight the fire in Maui's by Naomi Klein and Kepuyola Sprout? Big corporations, golf courses, and hotels have been taking water from locals for years. Now the fire may result in even more devastating water theft. Imagine All that. Why does it always go in that direction? I don't know. All over Maui, golf courses glisten emerald green. Hotels manage to fill their pools and corporations stockpile water to sell to luxury estates. Mm. 
And yet, when it came time to fight the fires, some hoses ran dry. Why? It's a great question. For the locals? That wanted uh, their houses not to burn down with everything they owned? Those ones? The reason is the long-running battle over West Maui's most precious natural resource. That's why on Tuesday, 8 August, when Terriari Chandler Iao was fleeing the fires in Lahaina, she grabbed a bag of clothes, some food, and something a little unconventional, a box filled with water use permit applications. Interesting. Wow. Despite her personal calamity, Terriari, a grassroots attorney, already knew that the fight for Maui's future was about to intensify and at its heart would not be fire, but another element entirely, water. Specifically, the water rights of Native Hawaiians writes that a long parade of plantations, real estate developers, and luxury resorts have been stifling for nearly two centuries. Weird. Going all the way back to... Well, wasn't Hawaii, like, annexed by the U.S. anyways? They're like, you're going to be a state. It was the last state. Yeah, I don't think they gave a shit what the Hawaiian people's opinion No, they're like, we need a naval base here for the the Pacific. Here it is. We're not going to... The only time the Japanese is going to bomb this thing again is if we let them. That's right. (laughs) As the flames approached, (laughs) Terriari feared that under cover of emergency, those large players might finally get their chance to grab West Maui's water for good. I bet it's great water in that volcano. I'm sure it is. Some very nice natural. Incredibly naturally filtered. Delicious. You know. Probably proper pH balance. It's in a volcano. So. Some really good yeah. alkalinity level. Nature too. nature filters things. Much better than. Incredibly well. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You could probably just grab water literally out of that thing and drink it. And yeah, it'd be lot, perfectly fine. A lot better than the shit that we're drinking out of plastic bottles. Right. Anyways. So this. This article goes on, to con- it continues, and it brings up a term, disaster capitalism. The well-worn tactic of exploiting moments of extreme <clears throat> collective trauma to rapidly push through unpopular laws that benefit a small elite. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, we're going to be getting into that here shortly. Well, I, I tell you, for some reason, this is eerily reminiscent, especially when you say that, of the boxing day tsunami of 2004 i believe yeah over yeah. in like indonesia yeah indonesia india yeah indian, indian ocean everything around it one of the founders of the band tsunami died in that tsunami well they <laughs> really well they knew that a tsunami had happened but they didn't release a warning out of courtesy for the tourism industry oh yeah they didn't want to upset the tourists. And a quarter of a million people were wiped off the face of the earth. In an instant. Well, not wiped off the face of the earth, but drugged down to the depths of the ocean. Yeah. From land. There's got to be worse ways to die. Well, yeah. You probably, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't make it that long. In yeah. That, I guess. I think your body would just go into shock more than anything and probably be pretty, pretty painless drowning. You'd have time to think about it. Unfortunately. And then your brain would go all Joe Biden. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. (laughs) Yummy. Come on, man. Corn pop. (laughs) Anyways. And then you die. So, and then also in this article, they're talking about also the natives. The native Hawaiians, once again, are just getting dicked by the freaking U.S. federal government. Here's the most important issue. Getting completely screwed, yeah. Or is it the native Hawaiians? So I'm sure there were not only Howleys that lost their houses, <laughs> <laughs> but Native Americans. There was a lot of devastation on that island well, to the native Hawaiians. Well, and the fact that this has been going on for quite some time, the having the battle for the water, and then do you think maybe that had a decision 
being made. They wanted to reserve water resources for the resorts and the golf courses. I don't know. That's speculation on my part. Something other than putting out locals the fires you know uh, at mean, locals houses it may it may so, uh, you tell me i, I mean that's pretty nef- nefarious yeah that and but then again we sort of have a time like a chronology of people doing crazy ass shit like that that's true you know yeah i don't know man but anyway there there might be even more nefarious and cryptic plans going on in the background for all this stuff we'll get to that later but getting yeah. back so august 9th then o'biden finally releases a statement after he you know you interrupt my vacation no comment yeah joe biden released a statement that he has quote ordered all available federal assets on the island to help with response unquote i'm from the government i'm here to help yeah yeah. Except they don't do anything. And they didn't. Apparently, there's a lot of people really upset with the response that Joe Biden had. Um, uh, it seems like it. Thereof. I don't know if we're able to get. I'm, I'm pretty know. sure he chapped a bunch of asses with the no comment right off the bat. Yeah. Right. He couldn't have even come out and been like, this is devastating. On the night of? The day of, yeah, when he was being asked. Instead of being like, no comment, he could have just been like, thoughts and prayers. You know, something shit, Just bud. say something like that. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Let people know. Even if you but. don't mean it, because we know you don't mean it. There. <laughs> At least lie to them, you know. But then so, again, it's Joe Biden, and he's our president, so. Well, and he is doing a terrible job, in my personal opinion, but I he's think not they've doing all been anything. doing terrible jobs. He is not doing anything. So the death toll so far is up to 114, 114 you said. Yeah. And the FBI have added a list of 388 people are still missing. Mm. I'm sorry that it's not 100. It's 115 confirmed dead. They said 48 of the 115 confirmed dead have been identified and their families have been notified. Families of the any additional people confirmed dead have not been notified or located yet. So there's still a bunch of people out there missing. Hundreds. (laughs) Which is terrible. Yeah. I, there's so many failures on so many parts here of leadership failures yeah, and official failures. That's not a surprise. We should expect those failures. Another thing I found odd that uh, this is a Star Advisor article from August 30th. Response timeline will not be released by the Maui County officials, they say. So, once again, Maui County officials said Tuesday again, declined to release a timeline of their response and disclose when they knew that people had died in in the August 8th Lohana fire, which took at least 115 lives and gutted the historic heart of Lohana town. So that almost sounds like they're trying to cover their tracks, kind of like the the Uvalde Police Department did, right? They didn't want to release all the shit right away. and then When you look like a fucking absolute moron in front of... (laughs) Try to hide all Millions your failures. Of people. Yeah. This guy, you know, he got up there and talks about, ooh, ooh, I am qualified for the job and then totally just shits the bed everywhere. When it, It's you almost know, like the you, only thing that can lead to such a fucking failure is a bigger agenda. Failures on a bunch of part of officials <clears throat> running the show here, determining, making decisions that just ruined people's lives, killed people. Right. Nothing new. Yeah. And nobody will be held accountable. Weird. So we know this. Yeah. So on August 18th, old Herman Andaya resigned. This is a this is MSN. Well, it's a People article by Daniel S. Levine. Maui top emergency official resigns after defending decision not to raise sound sirens during wildfire. Herman Andea previously said residents, quote, would have gone into the fire, unquote, if the sirens meant for tsunamis went off. Right. Because people are dumb cattle, apparently, in his opinion. Yeah. Maui's top emergency official resigned Thursday, which was August 18th. In some ways, people are dumb cattle. 
Well, that's what they he must think. I mean, yeah, I guess in some way. No, that was <laughs> August seventeenth. Uh, but this guy, like, didn't tell people about a fire because he believes they're dumb cattle. Oh yeah, probably. I think so, man. Anyways, Maui's top emergency official resigned Thursday, August 17th, the day after defending his decision not to raise sound sirens to warn residents of the devastating wildfires that had confirmed to have killed 115 people so far. Article says 111. They're off. It's been updated. Maui County Mayor Richard Bison accepted Maui Emergency Management Agency Administrator Herman Andea's resignation. Andea cited, quote, health reasons for his decision. Oh. Oh, yeah? Maybe you're feeling like shit because the... Uh, I bet his blood pressure's up a little bit. Well, I, I can't I, say all those lives, all those lives that perished are his fault, but... Uh, he didn't help. He's probably maybe having a guilty conscience like, I caused the death of people because of my incompetence. Well, maybe. Or just, you'd think he would do that at the start, right? But. I don't know. Well, the mayor the mayor said in a statement, quote, given the gravity of the crisis we are facing, my team and I will be placing someone in this key position as quickly as possible, and I look forward to making that announcement soon, unquote. Well, so there you go. They're going to The damage is done. They're going to place somebody hopefully, there. Yeah, hopefully they put somebody there that's going to give a shit and gonna i mean they're coming into a shit storm they're gonna have to clean up a mess somebody else's mess but i think they have people to do that for them well here's also the thing they're not gonna they're not gonna be having this dark cloud hanging over the head that they're the reason why a bunch of people are dead because they made a dumbass decision they're not the the new one coming in no hands washed clean of the whole situation and they're just gonna here to clean up the mess and manage it managing the future yes how convenient for him or her whoever it is today is the administration of unaccountability man it really is yeah accountability seems to be a very dangerous word in certain circles of uh government we've uh, well and the private sector too yeah frankly well their contractors are part of the government there's private contractors that well yeah well i just mean in companies too well yeah the fortune 500s but this is not an episode about that right well another just strange i guess coincidence you'd call this that i wanted to throw in here actually theo you reminded me of it the shift the shift <laughs> i put <laughs> who owned the shift the chip i uh misspelled it on the board no you didn't yeah i did well you did but it's fine that's not what I was going for. I was just going for a, a theatrical oh. pronunciation. Well, did Jeff? This uh, just so happens, tragedy follows this man wherever he goes. I guess he's like a bad country song. Well, we—it's only two Maui? places that we know about <laughs> so far. But the first one I don't is know if we have to do a deep dive. But into the this first guy. one is really, really bad. Yeah, please. That that, that we don't know anything about. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we're, we should probably do a show on it. I want to bring some people on that Common know theme. more than we do. Anyways. Common thing. Let me get to whoever the fuck we're talking about. Maui Police Chief John Pelletier is no stranger to responding to mass tragedy. Nearly six years ago, before disaster struck in the form of wildfires that ripped through parts of the island and killed at least 115 people. Article says 99, but I fixed the form because it's outdated. This is a this is a USA Today article from August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. He was on the ground in the aftermath of the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. That was six years ago. Pelletier was named chief of the Maui Police Department in twenty twenty one after more than two decades working in Las Vegas. On October first, two thousand seventeen, Pelletier was the incident commander covering the strip. When a gunman unleashed a hail of bullets on Country Music Festival, yeah. killing 58 people right, and injuring still, hundreds more. We still have so many questions. Like, how do you get that many guns Into up, up to a high-security hotel in Las Vegas that's uh-huh. most like the most, they have like the most cameras in the world there, I think, right? Oh, here. 
just me, but I'm taking like five big ass fucking duffel bags. It's the most surveilled city in the world, I think. Wow. And I would imagine like Abu Dhabi or some shit like that. I don't know at this point, but at least in the, in US, the U.S. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. You bet. Yeah, there's fucking there's actually everywhere. there's some people I want to reach out to on that whole thing because that is a very big deep dive. We might even I wonder if Rantcast might have some more info on that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to investigate. We'll, we'll do another show on that with this this old our old buddy John Pelletier. 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 I just thought it was. I just you know, like I said, I'm glad uh, Theo reminded me because it. I just found it very interesting that That's this guy weird, isn't it? was involved. In, yeah. As soon yeah. as I heard that, I was like, hmm. huh. Tragedy follows me everywhere I go. It's either stupidly on purpose or this guy's grossly incompetent. I don't know. I don't know. The verdict is out. Or he's just cursed, yeah. maybe. <laughs> That's another I don't option. Know. Verdict's you know, out. Hey, maybe it was like, man, I'm going to, re- after that whole know. thing in Vegas, he's like, I'm just going to retire to Hawaii yeah. and just, it'll be Kush. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be the. And he worked his way up to police chief and can't. then this shit happened. He's like, why is this always happening yeah. to me? Why is, if it's not a gunman out of a top level hotel room. That seems to shoot from multiple different rooms at once somehow. It's a fire that nobody hears about. Yeah. And jumped all over the island. Three and fires. There's no water. And the National Guard barricaded uh, people. Oh, oh, shit. You know, it seems like bad things are always happening to me. Like I have bad luck or something. Son, <laughs> you don't have bad luck. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. <laughs> he sounded pretty serious in his news conference. Yeah. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah, he had a, an authoritative voice. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah. He, he convinced me. We want to get people out. And so let me answer it like this. There is going to be a very detailed long after action. It might be the longest after action that's ever been. Every data point is going to be scrubbed and looked at and, and meticulously gone through. We're actively trying to recover people. It's our community. It's our people, too. This is, And so I say that is... Let us right now do what we need to do and let the after action do what it needs to do. But I can tell you that we did everything we can to make sure that we preserve life and protect each other. And so we've already found that some of the false reports on the direction of travel were not correct. We were getting people out of the area. We were forcing people not to go at a certain point down Front Street because it had already gotten too late. And so the efforts were to get people away from the fire and away from the danger. Yeah, we just want to throw that little tidbit in there. Found it interesting. It's but wild. anyways, on August 21st, Biden finally showed up to Maui. Yeah, it was nice. It was week. too bad. The fire was August 8th. He showed yeah, it was up on the week, 21st. A week and a half later, he Well, he had to finish his vacation, yeah. like we mentioned. Well, when you're the president of the United States, and particularly after you, it seems that you've lost it. I don't know, dude. As far as uh, vacations go, he you know I, mean? I think he's taken, I read somewhere, I'll ask Jeeves to confirm, but he, I think he's taken almost a year of vacation days so far in his term. Dude, vacations for presidents. It's like 365. Well, vacations Obama used for presidents are too. like the national debt, all right? The president that took more vacations than Biden that held the record before him was Trump. Nice. The president that held the yeah, record he did before a lot of Trump was Obama. Yep. yep. The one that held the Bush, Clinton. You know. Well, I don't necessarily know how many Trump took. And we'd have to see how many he took post COVID too to but find out. But I know out, they you know were saying I mean? the same thing about Bush, right? That yeah, they, actually, that is something they always bitch about too. Yeah. You're right. No, that's a good point, dude. Part of the TV show. Part of the reality TV show, well, yeah. It, well, hold on, though. It was part of the reality TV show, too, when young men were, you know, dying in Iraq and Afghanistan. And before that, it was in Vietnam. And it you was know? just... I, you know, I, had, I remember an English teacher in high school telling me, like, yeah, when we get home from work, we'd eat dinner and we'd turn on the TV. We'd have yeah. a plane in the Who living room. Who died today? Yeah. 
because they were airing the Vietnam War on television every yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Wild. Wild. But anyways, Biden finally showed up, being the strong leader that he is. That's right. And uh, I'll play the clip. He showed up to some pretty angry people. <laughs> wow, he's finally here. 13 days. Wow, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. F*** you. 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 Okay. There was people. Uh, I saw middle fingers. Middle fingers. People holding signs that read "Fuck Biden, Trump won." Yeah, he didn't have a lot of fans when he showed up. We'll just say that. The video that I, that we played, the clip that I played, was when he was coming through with a barricade and people were holding up these signs and they're flipping them off, cussing at him. And well, stuff. yeah, there's absolutely nothing to even grab onto with this guy figuratively i say that you know with trump there's something to grab onto hey he's in touch with the middle class you know he speaks he? to them yada 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 i'm just saying mm-hmm. hey there's something to grab onto there well and i think they're obama also- there's something to grab onto well hey i'm gonna grab onto you know what hope something we can believe in and change yeah well with like biden, i said i think what these the guys fuck does biden have this is not this is he's got a cane to grab onto no, maybe this soon is, this is the craziest presidential administration really in, the, in the history the of the bizarre. united states it really is the most bizarre dude but like i said i think a lot of asses were chapped back in uh on the eighth when he said no comment and then yeah. they you know obviously that was probably one of the first things that the survivors heard i like, can only oh. imagine well and i heard dude i saw some videos this lady was saying that she was seeing people running out of their houses on fire to dying in the middle of the street yeah well she was perhaps out in the ocean yeah like just horrific stories have yeah. come out of there dude it's, it's terrible but biden showed up and you know what don't worry we'll play that clip too he reassured the folks of hawaii that he knows exactly how they feel he can he can empathize with them well, yeah. is that the right word? Well, we've or heard, sympathize. We've heard is about it. One his... stop. Is it sympathize or empathize? Which one? Where he can feel the emotion. Both of them. He can sympathize and empathize with the folks of Hawaii who lost right. their homes because he had a kitchen fire from a lightning strike. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife my 67 corvette <laughs> and my cat but yeah he also ha- the audacity he also had a son that passed away which anybody can that you was know, in the military grieve, can grieve but th- the problem with that is that he used that son as a means of justification for look folks I'm, that died in the line of duty uh, yeah in the meantime Things changed in our life and our family. We lost my son. We lost our son in, in Iraq. Anyway, and I'm it, just like you. And just like you, President Biden's son. We, we, he uh-huh. died of a brain. Former Vice President Biden's son cancer. Died of brain cancer when he came back home. Yeah. Who knows from what? Maybe he was around some crazy shit. I don't yeah. know. Burn or pits. May, or maybe. He was killed off to Depleted teach, teach Biden a lesson. Man, Who knows? Man. I don't know. Depleted uranium <laughs> but, and munition. But yeah, this is a guy that tries to get on the common person's level with the most asinine jackass shit ever. Oh, yeah. I almost lost my Corvette that had those classified documents in them. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, really? Guess what, Joe? People lost their entire house. They lost their families. They lost their vehicles. Everything. Everything they ever owned. The only thing they have left is that shit in their bank account that's a worthless fucking federal note. We've already said it on previous episodes. Federal reserve note that's worthless as fuck. 
Yeah, we've Even already said on the, dude. The, the shit was so hot. Those fires were so hot. I've seen their rims were melted to the fucking ground and shit. I mean, even if you had fucking precious metals in your house, if something went down in a fire safe, who knows if they even survived? You know what I mean? Yeah. People lost everything. And this fucking jackass wants to be like, oh, I know how you feel. I had a house fire once. And, you know, it, it sucked that we didn't have anywhere to stay except for the other multiple homes that we owned throughout the country. And then let even at that time, we could have stayed at the White House or any luxury, any luxurious hotel in the area. Let them eat cake. That's what that is. Let them eat cake. That's the only thing Joe Biden knows. Asinine. Pooley. So, some geriatric bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, I, and it was a, the small kitchen fire. Definitely, definitely can help relate to your entire house burning down and everything you own. Yeah, well, not even that, but your entire town and community <laughs> yeah, and your neighbors, burning yeah. down and people resorting to jumping out into the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. off of said island. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. I would imagine that the swells can be rather persuasive and off I, of Hawaii. I, Some, I've heard I've yeah. heard a thing or two about surf competitions. and I don't know, dude. Either way, I mean, I think some people also still died out there from smoke inhalation and and uh, drowning. Oh, in the ocean? Yeah. Oh, how bad. Even trying to get out of it. You know, I mean, just, it's just terrible, dude. I would, I would no hate. No relief. Shit. Yeah, I would hate for, I mean, like I said, our, our hearts and prayers are out to those people. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you. Huh. And just turn to the Lord, I guess. I don't, I mean, that's the only thing you can do in this situation because if you have nothing. Well, it's not the federal government that's yeah, for sure definitely. don't turn yeah it's not them because <laughs> they're not gonna help you right they've already proven yeah. that to you so oh, you know this this is a story that continues to unfold and develop as we continue to go along here but one thing that theo was kind of alluding through out the episode is there was rumors that there was a land that maybe once prior to these fires happening the federal government or the hawaiian government which is run by the federal government wanted some of that land for some stuff and some private owners were not giving up their land. Well, it might even have been private equity or private ownership. Yeah, so. ancient people that own that land for um, years, thousands you know, of years. It's that dirty, and everybody has to know it at this point. Well, apparently, if you don't know it at this point, that it's that dirty. Yeah. Well, and if you also don't know at this point that these psychopaths that say that they give a shit about you are willing to kill you. They'd kill you faster than they would take care of you. You bet. If you haven't figured that out by now. Cheaper, quicker. You need to do some uh, some soul searching and some questioning of yourself. And maybe try to read a history book. All right. Anyways, this, here's this article by Alternet, a story by Amy Goodman. Oh, actually, the Democracy Now. This is Democracy Now. Originally ran this. August 18th, 2023. Thank you. So, plantation disaster capitalism. Native Hawaiians organized to stop land and water grab after Maui fire. With the death toll from the Maui wildfires at 115, and as many as 1,000 still missing. Oh, the one article said 800 and something. This one says 1,000. I I would say closer to 1,000 probably if you've seen any of the footage of the drone footage or the videos, the photos, it's, it's devastating. We speak with Hawaiian law professor Kapuya Sprout about the conditions that made the fires more destructive and what's yet to come from residents looking to rebuild their lives. Decades of neocolonialism in Hawaii have redirected precious water resources towards golf courses, resorts, and other corporate ventures turning many areas into tinderboxes and leaving little water to fight back against the flames. Now, many Hawaiians say there is a power grab underway as real estate interests and other wealthy outsiders look to buy up land and water rights on the cheap as people are still reeling from the loss of their family members, livelihoods, and communities. So that's that's sick. Yeah, there's you can go look it up yourself. There's There's uh, real estate investors, quote unquote, you know, offering, trying to 
oh, I'll buy that piece of property from you, even though you lost everything. I know you don't. Here's three hundred thousand dollars, and they're probably going to make millions of dollars off it if they end up getting it from people. And this is a quote. Plantation disaster capitalism is unfortunately the perfect term for what's going on, says Sprout, who just published a piece in The Guardian with Naomi Klein, which we referred to earlier. Going back to that. She is a professor of law at Kehalea Native Hawaiian Law Center and co-director of the Native Hawaiian Rights Clinic at the University of Hawaii at Manawa School of Law. Quote, the plantations, the large landed interests that have had control over not just the land, but really much of Hawaii's and Maui Kamahana's resources for the last several centuries are using this opportunity and using this time of tremendous trauma for the people of Maui to swoop in and to get past the law. Imagine that people trying to, well, not trying. Getting they're, an advantage. They're, yeah, they're going to be doing they're, what they can. They have the money. Yes. So the market price on the home is this, and they're willing to pay well, and however it, and much And if you over. look into it more, what um, that, that lawyer gal brought up is that, yeah, they haven't, just like in Canada and California... California. They haven't been taking care of the frickin' forests and the, and managing the no, forest No, they have properly. to leave it. It's like state law. They have to leave it alone well, or that, some and shit. And that's what helped aid in these fires. Uh, well, we've been seeing this happen multiple times again and in and, and Democrat-controlled states again. And we're kind of we're not, to we're the not point, Republicans. We're not we're Republicans. Kind of the, to the point where the objective reason doesn't matter because everybody's being told climate change yes. and a bunch of fucking people believe it. Yeah. And they're completely dismissing the facts, like even what was happening in Washington and Oregon was arsonists were being arrested for starting these fires, some of these fires. They're responsible for this, some of this shit. Let's burn it down anyway. But it's climate change. Save the banks. Save the people. You're fucking stupid if you believe that, dude. I, I, I'm sorry. If you think that is any way going to benefit you, you're either part of the system or you're a complete moron. Part of the system is the most logical. Yeah, because all those people, yeah, save the banks. Yeah. These are the people in yeah. in the capital and Hunger Games, okay, that are telling you how you should live your That's life. What and this you're, is like, and you're in the mining district. That's or exactly what this is like. Yeah, except you know, it's not that bad yet. Yeah, we have a lot more freedoms now. Yeah, still. we're not starving. But I, I, I wouldn't doubt that they would love to have the elitists of this world would love to have. A society like that. Our recurved bow hunting skills <laughs> need to <laughs> are not as good as Katniss's. Yeah, I might be able to throw a sack of potatoes though, like that one guy. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Baked bread? Fuck yeah. I'll feed some baked bread to hogs. I can do it. So yeah, I don't know, man. And, and there's also a lot of shit that's been coming in and muddy in the waters, like uh Well, Obama's house didn't burn down in in Maui. Well, no shit. You want to know why? Can I tell you why? Why? The Obama house estate is in... It's a three-acre estate in the community of Wa-Manalo on the island of Oahu, which is not Maui. So no shit his house didn't get burned down. Right. Stupid shit like that. I've been seeing so that there was that direct energy weapon thing. People were like Mountain Dew, Maui Blast foretold that this was going to happen, and there was a direct energy weapon. Now I also understand lasers are very powerful. There's also, I mean, so that's another episode that we're working on weather manipulation by the government and other entities. So like nine, ten years ago, Machu Kuku, that freaking physicist, world-renowned physicist. Michio Kaku? Yeah, Michio Kaku. He was saying that apparently we had like a trillion kilowatt, two trillion kilowatt lasers that we could fire into the atmosphere and create rain clouds or some horse shit. I can play that clip. I'll play it. 
Lasers, really, to change the weather? That's right. Well, as Mark Twain once famously said, everyone complains about the weather, but no one ever does anything about it. Well, instead of doing a rain dance, we physicists are firing trillion-watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. This is potentially a game-changer. But this is experimental. It's experimental. However, in the laboratory so far, it works. When you have water vapor and you have dust particles or ice crystals, you can precipitate rain. It condenses around the seeds. These seeds can also be created by laser beams. By firing trillion-watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions, and these ions act like seeds, like dust particles, bringing down rain and even lightning. Go ahead. Well, I, I, this is fascinates me in part because, too, I remember reading the stories that China had used this during the Olympics, that the USSR had used this after Chernobyl to create rain clouds. I mean, w did those really work then? We have some of these capabilities now? Inconclusive. Even in the 60s, the CIA used this to uh, bring down monsoons during the Vietnam War to wash out the Viet Cong. Governments have been playing with, with this to. thing. Alleged to. Alleged to, right. Yeah. Now, we realize that for decades now, these governments have been alleged to have experimented with weather control, but nothing conclusive. This time we're bringing in the laws of physics rather than simply uh, waving our hands and uttering mumbo jumbo. <laughs> we're actually using trillion watt lasers now. And in the laboratory, sure enough, they precipitate rain out of water vapor. Sure enough, you can actually bring down electricity down the, down the beam. But that's a whole other episode on weather manipulation because yeah. that's... I really, truly believe that's real. I mean, uh, Theo and I were talking off air a couple days ago, and it's like, you know, that goes back to the 60s, where what? apparently the yeah. U.S. government was like, oh, yeah, we can manipulate, we can make typhoons appear on the Ho Chi Minh Trail yeah, all year so they, long. So you can't <laughs> take vehicles down it. It's, it's worthless. You can't mm -hmm. move a bunch of troops. All you can do is move on foot, boy. Yeah. And it's even bad that way. Yeah. Mountainous, so, muddy terrain. Right. Absolutely. So, so that's weird. How, I'm not saying. And especially, it's kind of like the alien thing now. Kind of like how it's oh, it's interesting how it's being admitted now. Right. To an extent. And uh, I've been saying for years that there's going to be a fake alien invasion happening. And I think this is all part of it. Wow, and they weird. remember remember also the timing when they released that during COVID when everybody was at home. Right? Yeah. On their computers and phones and oh, iPads. And crazy. Weird. What a coincidence. The perfect timing. But I don't know. I don't think direct energy weapons are responsible for this, personally. They could, could be. be. Yeah, could be. Know. Who knows? Who the hell knows? And if it's a land grab for... It's not us. Yeah. For these corporations and these it's not most people. governments come in and take this land. And, and it's certainly not the people that are telling it. us the information. Well, yeah. Because why would we trust them? That's right. I don't know, man. But anyways. Website's up. Been running. There's a contact us. If you want to come on the show, please reach out. There's a contact uh, section on the, on the webpage that you can just uh, put in there. You betcha. Well, we'll get a hold of it. And uh, you can contact Iowa Talk Guys podcast at protonmail.com for that as well. Yep. You can also contact us, TP at iowatalkguys.com, Theo at iowatalkguys.com, Erock at iowatalkguys.com. It's all in the description. Also, if you like this episode, please, please like, follow, subscribe, and share it. Leave a five-star review, please. Sharing is is the best way, I think, that we've been yeah. getting getting new listeners and stuff. And Sharing is caring. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we have a lot more stuff coming up on the, on the horizon, the pipeline. Yeah, we do. It's kind of crazy to think about what we have scheduled already. Yeah, we've already had a lot of great stuff so far. Well, yeah, and then the stuff that we have scheduled in the future, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. And we're working on more. We got we got more podcasts, interviews coming up. Yeah, we have some big stuff coming up. Yeah. We got an uh, episode with uh, Drew Missing. We got uh, from author. Uh, yeah, from Missing from the Point. You're Missing the Point. Podcast. We got an author, Tim Moon, coming on from Tomato Fields. We're going to be doing another interview with a, a podcaster from Drink O'Clock. Should be interesting. Yeah. Apparently, he likes to drink. 
Well, so do we. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Might as well go chat it up with the boy. Damn. We, uh, but we really appreciate you guys listening. And please, like I said, yeah, share, big share with people. Share with your coworkers. Your mother. Only the ones that you like. Father. Grandmother. Your grandfather. Yeah. Cousins. Cousins. The weird. Neighbors. In-laws. Yeah. All Just all that shit. Share right. it with them. Yeah. If your neighbor's got a don't tread on me flag, you should share this with them. Maybe not, though. If your kid goes <laughs> to school with a patch on his backpack, you should be listening to the show. Spread it like a bunch of shit. Like a dried out forest wildfire. Spread it like a wildfire in Maui. Spread it like shit over a meadow. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking horrible. Oh, sorry. I'm saying shit over a meadow, and you're... Iraq's not here, dude. I gotta try to come up with some shit. We have to cut that. No. Anyways, we really appreciate you guys listening. We got... Come, we got stuff coming down the pipeline, so just stay tuned and when it, always. Oh, when it comes to uh, what the federal government has to say, always remember: don't eat the yellow kick, don't eat the yellow snow, don't drink the Kool Aid, and I- don't trust the government. Iowa, Iowa talk, talk guys, guys out. Hi, good night, everybody.